Hello everyone, welcome back to the Collapse Podcast. Happy New Year. Whoa, 2024, absolutely crazy. Don't know how we got here, but we're here. 2023, let's reflect a little bit. I feel like that was a really, really tumultuous year, but a good one, a good one. A lot of things came out of it. I'm graduating this year, which is so exciting, and I'm just ready for the new vibes. I'm ready for the new energy. I've set some resolutions, nothing too intense, but it got me thinking about the psychology of resolutions and how it can be a two-edged sword, but tips on how to get through it. And to that end, I looked it up online. I was like, okay, what are the people saying on the subject? And I found this website called The Happiness Project. And on it, they have this page where it was called 13 Tips for Sticking to Your Resolutions. And I thought that we could go through them together. And, you know, I'll sprinkle in my thoughts, but I thought it would be a good, you know, baseline for the year getting into these goals of ours, big or small. And just trying to navigate how we can get through them and really be able to reach them, but also not falling under the New Year's resolution syndrome, where it's like you get into this guilt spiral um, about not reaching your goals and you almost feel like a failure. I feel like a lot of people deal with this and we're not trying to have that in this new year, 2024. You know, we're not trying to have that. So the first thing that they have on their list is be specific, and I 100% agree with this. A big part of just the concept of manifestation is visualization, and I personally honestly have a lot of trouble with this. I also did my human design chart um, analysis, which I talked about a few episodes back, and in it, there was kind of this little sector of it that depicted what type of manifesto you are. And it depended on the direction of the arrows, but essentially mine kind of pointed me to the concept of how I manifest with a more general idea and letting the universe do the rest. So I do think that this will depend on the type of person you are. But if you're the type of person who, you know, doesn't necessarily want um, a particular thing or you don't know exactly what it is that you wish to achieve or you don't know exactly what task you need to take or step you need to take in order to reach that supposed goal. I kind of take this be specific step into how I want to feel. You know, at least last year, this is kind of what I did, right? Where I was not saying to myself, um, like, for example, a couple of years ago, you know, I was struggling a lot with being able to form a lot of these friendships that I so yearned, you know, and I was like, I don't have a lot of friends in this city, you know, I was new to the city, I was like, how am I going to find that sort of support system here? And instead of thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to this place, I'm going to make this type of friend, I'm going to do this, um, you know, activity in order to lure them in, whatever. Instead, what I did was I kind of focused on that kind of security and sense of comfort that I would find in my desired, you know, type of friendship. And I was telling myself, I was like, I want to have friends who are going to be able to celebrate my wins and, you know, pick me up when I'm down. You know, I want to have friends with which I can have these types of experiences and feel this type of joy, this type of excitement, experience this type of laughter. You know, I was specific about that feeling that I was yearning to 
achieve. And I feel like that kind of led me there in a roundabout way. But, you know, if you find that you're the type of person who, you know, once you say to yourself, I want to do this, you know, and that typically works for you, be even more specific about what this goal is, what these particular tasks that will take you there are, you know, going back to what I said before, visualization and being being able to pinpoint exactly what emotion you want to feel or exactly what, you know, certification or, um, you know, what is it called? Checkpoint, if you will, um, that you want to achieve. Being really specific and being able to visualize yourself already having that thing, being able to visualize and almost grasp it within your hands, you know, figuratively, that is going to take you there and that's definitely going to be I definitely agree with them in saying that that's definitely the one of the bigger steps in you know setting these resolutions and kind of going about them the right way now the next thing they say is writing it down and I definitely definitely agree with this and I don't know if I've spoken about it on the podcast before but when it comes to manifestation there's this technique that I preach to all my friends I love it um, not that I've completely seen, you know, the effects, but I definitely, actually, no, I have. I definitely have. And one of these, no, the technique of scripting, I got it off TikTok. It was this woman. Um, she was explaining it to this podcaster in an interview, whatever it was. But essentially, she explained the concept of writing down every single emotion or scripting almost as though you're journaling with that desired reality you know you're if let's say you want to um start a business you know if you're taking this concept of scripting into you know account then you're going to be saying I went to the office today I did this you know I did that I spoke to this person my employee who does this you know and you know we discussed this subject and we reached a conclusion and we're a go for the project launching next week or something like that you know writing that down and even if it's just for a forward thinking you know purpose I think that the concept of writing something down plays more with the subconscious rather than the conscious. And I think that it's a major, major part of manifestation, um, resolutions, setting goals, you know, being able to push past your subconscious thought of not being able to, you know, get to a certain goal, whether that's like fitness, for example, if you think to yourself, I am not a fit person, you know, like that just won't be me. Like, I just can't do it. Like, I can't see how that can be me. You know, even if you don't believe it in the moment, you have to kind of flip the script in your voice, you know, inside of your head. You need to flip that script, even if that's just through repetition. You know, repetition is the most important part of the learning process. If you're able to change that self-talk, that voice, um, the script that just goes on in your head, that's going to manifest into your actual reality. And that's kind of where you want to come from when saying these realizations in my realizations, I mean resolutions in my head. You know, if I'm saying to your, to myself, I want to work out five times a week, you know, that's already done. You know, it's already done. That's already the set the schedule I've set for myself. All I have to do is do the daily task of committing to it every day and reaffirming, you know, that decision of mine. And, you know, the conscious mind will pick up what that subconscious mind has put down. 
Now, the next thing on their list is to review your resolutions constantly. And I'm kind of bleeding this episode into manifestation, but I definitely think that that's a huge part of setting up resolutions and they definitely go hand in hand. Now, with this concept of reviewing your resolutions constantly, I definitely agree with this. And I'll take the example of my vision boards. I have a vision board up on my wall. I'll put up a picture in the YouTube video version. And I also made a vision board for my 2024, which I'll also put up on the screen. I am very proud of it. She's so cute. And a big part of making vision boards, right, is that it's going to push you to really visualize this goal that you want to, you know, embark upon. And if you're taking the instance of not being that type of person who has a specific goal and sticking to it and, um, you know, knowing exactly how to pinpoint exactly what you want. There are other ways to reach that. So for example, on my vision board of this year, if you can see towards the top, you know, a big part of the energy that I want to carry into 2024 from 2023 was having this kind of joy and almost childlike fun with my friendships and being able to have that sort of silliness about me and that lightness in my soul. I put up a bunch of pictures of, you know, laughter and being able to just smile often and enjoy presence of others. You know, that's really important to me. And it's not necessarily that I have a particular person in mind or that I have a particular, you know, instance in mind. It's just carrying that, sorry, pardon the car. I do have my window open. It's just being able to conceptualize exactly the essence of the resolution and being able to see it often. So with my vision board, I have it up on my wall. The one from last year, I had it up on my wall. So when I woke up, it was the first thing I saw immediately. First thing I see, first thing I see. And when I made my 2024 goal, I saw this girl on Instagram. I'll also post her little at on the screen. But she did it with like an online Canva version. And I thought that was so smart because sometimes... I almost blur out my vision board because I see it so often, right? It just becomes part of the wall. But when I have it on my computer screen, you know, I have it as my lock screen on my Mac and on my iPad, you know, that's the first thing I see when I try to open my computer. And sometimes I just like stare at my screen sometimes. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, you know, because we all have technology addictions. I (laughs) basically, first thing I see, I open my computer and that's all I see. And I feel like having that sort of repetition is also playing a role in flipping that script of the subconscious mind, which which is why I really agree with this little step of theirs, which is reviewing that resolution constantly, looking back over it and making adjustments if needed, you know, and just having that repetition, that's a huge step to, you know, relearning Uh, a certain behavior. Now, the fourth one on their list is to hold yourself accountable. Now, they say they expand upon that by saying, tell other people about your resolution, join or form like-minded group, use a habit tracker, think about a key identity that you want to cultivate, whatever works for you to make yourself feel accountable for success and failure. Now, I agree to this definitely. You know, I was going to say to a certain extent, just because of wanting to be mindful not to hyper fixate on possible failures, you know, but accountability is definitely a huge part of diligence and uh, being able to stick to a certain goal that you've embarked upon. And I think that this is a great idea that they've noted, you know, 
having other people around you doing similar things and being able to work towards a goal as a collective, you know, sometimes that can help you push forward. Uh, but what if your goal is quite unique and individual? Let's say that you want to, um, let's say, paint every day or few times a week. You know, you can also just, um, you know, utilize the resources about you. I recently, I mean, my friend influenced me. I've had the app Notion for like years, but I am the type of person to really love, you know, routines. I have my journaling that I do every morning with my scripting and my morning pages. And I do that every single day. And, you know, I love, you know, tracking routines, just that type of thing. And it also holds me accountable when you write the date. Um, you know, when I journal every day, I write the date and I see how many days I've missed when I skip a few days. And, you know, that holds me accountable for sure. But I think having something like a Notion template, um, you know, with that kind of like schedule laid out for you, that's definitely going to help you. And it's also going to push you to, you know, have that little instant gratification. You know, you check it off a list, you see the dates rolling up, you know, having that sort of tracking method is definitely going to help you stick to your schedule. And I agree with them. You know, if you can find, if your goal is something that you can influence or, you know, encourage friends or peers around you to do the same, that's just going to push you all further uh, towards that goal. So I definitely agree with them on that one. Now, their next one on this list is to think big. And I have mixed feelings about this one. I think that thinking big, thinking large when it comes to setting your resolutions is good because it pushes you outside of your comfort zone and pushes you to, you know, seek an experience other than the one that you've known before. However, what I think the downfall is of making these major resolutions, right, is that you're not always going to be able to find those actionable steps within them, which goes into their next point, which is think small. I think this is the more important one. I think that the bigger part of it, you know, if we blend the two points of theirs, let's say that you want a major goal. I wouldn't put it on your list of resolutions if you can't find the smaller aspects to it, if you can't find those small steps towards the goal. Because all you're going to do is set yourself up for failure. You know, I can't say tomorrow, I am going to make a multi-million dollar company. You know, where, where is that going to come from? How do I even get there? Who do I talk to? What do I do? You know, you want to make these goals rational to a certain extent. You know, you don't want to make it too rational to the point where, you know, you're not really pushing yourself in any way. But Finding that balance between thinking big and thinking small, I feel like that's where you're going to find the most um, pursuable resolutions. Now, the next one on their list is to ask for help. Now, I think that this is good for the point of having accountability when it comes to your resolutions. I think that asking for help, you know, that's always going to be a great one, but I don't know how much it applies directly to resolution creation or um, sticking to your resolutions. I agree to a certain extent, but I don't see major, major value in how that's going to help you other than, you know, that sort of accountability and making sure that you find the next best step. You know, if you do want to find this multi-million dollar company, Maybe that step is to network, you know, and 
be able to form these relationships, which is a step of its own. And maybe these people that you meet are going to be able to help you and further you along that goal. So definitely, I think networking in the in the realm of your goal is definitely going to help you. The next thing on their list is consider making only pleasant resolutions. Now, I find this title a little bit odd, so I'm going to read their little blurb that they wrote after it. We can make our lives happy in many happier in many ways. If you're struggling to keep your resolution, try resolving to, quote, watch a movie every Sunday or, quote, read an hour every day, quote, or whatever resolution you'd find fun to keep. Often having more fun in our lives makes it easier to do tough things. Seeing more movies movies might make it easier to keep going to the gym. Now, I think that that is a little bit of an odd way to word that. I think that the biggest takeaway that I, you know, could take from that is to kind of set yourself up for success mentally. You know, you're not going to be able to follow through on these resolutions. You're not going to be able to make any real progress if you're not doing right by yourself and you're not caring for yourself in a way that's a more sustainable, you know, way of moving forward. You know, let's say that you want to write a book and you just throw yourself into that for like a long time, but you're so unhappy doing it. But then it's also like you got to hold yourself accountable, you know, like I have to get it done. I have to get it done. And then it becomes this guilt spiral. You're like, how am I going to get this done if I feel so unhappy doing it? Like, did I even want to do this in the first place? You have to find that balance between the work and life, because in this sense, you know, resolution is kind of that work that you want to put into yourself, that work that you want to put in to reach a certain goal. But you've got to have that work-life balance. You know, you can't let your resolutions overpower, you know, your life. You can't let it be all that you're focusing upon. You know, I definitely agree with their little tips. You know, watch a movie every once in a while. Spend time with friends. You know, at the end of the day, you're not living to reach these resolutions. You're working towards them in order to improve your life, you know, from where it is now. And where you are now isn't necessarily bad, but, you know, there's no shame in wanting to build upon that. But you can't lose what you've had in the past, if you know what I mean. Now, their next one on their list is a little odd, I must say, but it says, consider giving up a resolution. If you keep making and breaking a resolution, consider whether you should relinquish it entirely. Put your energy towards changes that are both realistic and helpful. Don't let an unfulfilled resolution to lose 20 pounds or to overhaul, whoa, overhaul your overgrown yard block. You, oh, I can't read you guys. Um, <laughs> don't let an unfulfilled resolution to lose 20 pounds or overhaul your overgrown yard block you from making other smaller resolutions that might give you a better happiness boost. So I think that this is a step that you should be taking when you're setting these resolutions because I almost feel as though giving up, you know, a resolution once you've already tossed yourself into the year is kind of going to open up that door to giving up further resolutions and just keep giving up until, you know, you've made no progress and that can create guilt of its own. I think that you want to be really realistic when you set those resolutions from the get-go. You know, you don't want to over, over, what is it called? You don't want to overachieve, not overachieve, what is the word? You don't want to overbook your realizations to the point where you're just, you know, drowning in these huge goals that you've set for yourself with no actionable steps towards them. Going back to that think big slash small, you want to find that happy medium that's going to be able to work in 
harmony with that work-life balance, but also push you towards, you know, a better, you know, day-to-day life. So I consider not dropping your realizations mid-year, but rather reshaping them to better, you know, serve you in that moment, yet still kind of push you towards that goal. Now, the next one they say is interesting, which is keep your resolution every day. Like if you're going to go for a walk, run, do it every day. I disagree with this entirely. I feel like having that work-life balance is going to be really important. I think they kind of go against their own, you know, philosophy with that point. You don't want to go from zero to 100. That's just going to be impossible. You have to take that step, you know, the next right step, next right step. You, don't, you can't just toss yourself into this new reality. There's going to be an era of transition. And if you toss yourself into it too aggressively, I'll take the topic of fitness because I feel like this is what happens a lot and I see it happen all the time, where it's like they never work out and it's like, okay, I'm going to go six times a week now. And it's like, okay, we'll talk in two months. And Every time it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going anymore. You know, you don't want to toss yourself into the deep end and have these huge expectations for yourself, expecting yourself to have changed overnight. You know, it's going to be a process, a slow process towards progress and just creating, you know, a certain schedule that you can stick to, not necessarily, you know, such a rigorous schedule. It can still just be one that is going to carry you over there in kind of a, in a flowy way. The next point on their list is to set a deadline. And I actually think this is very interesting because I recently discovered this kind of business mental tactic of having a 12-week year. And this is what major business owners or hugely successful people often do, which is having a 12-week year in the sense that they look at their year in quarters. And this also applies to manifestation. They say that it's really good to have them be for a shorter time frame so that you can really focus on those tiny actionable steps towards that goal instead of heading, you know, headfirst into this huge gigantic goal. And also a problem that you can run into is having, you know, a goal that's too big that you can't reach, right? Like we've discussed. Or you can have a goal that's too small, you know, for the year because you might find yourself having reached that, you know, a few months into the year. Let's say you wanted to work out three times a week and then you've been doing that for three months and it's like, now what? Like, do I do I push myself further or do I just stick with this? You know, it's good to set these timelines within the year of like, okay, like, where do I want to be by this point? Where do I want to be by this point? Where do I want to be by this point? It's going to help making that visualization aspect easier and it's going to be helpful towards, you know, creating that flow of progress towards that desired reality. The next one they say is don't give up if something interferes with the deadline. I definitely agree with this. You got to give yourself some wiggle room and I think it goes without saying. Their final point is don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Now, I definitely agree with this. You know, you are only human at the end of the day when you're setting up these resolutions. If you don't reach your resolution by the end of the year, or if you find that you veered paths and ended up somewhere else, that doesn't, you know, negate that intention and that, you know, strive and determination for a better, you know, future, for a, you know, better desired reality. You know, you can't expect every effort to yield perfect um, responses or perfect results. Um, 
it's important to find comfort in progress and find comfort in that journey. And I think that that's also like one of the major points when it just comes to understanding the concept of a resolution and not letting it, you know, crush us with the expectations that come from it. But that's all I have for you guys today. I really hope you enjoyed. And I hope that this new year brings nothing but blessings for everyone. And I do feel like it's going to be a good one. I really do. Politically, don't know what's going on. Politically, I do not know what's going on. But, you know, at least in my life, I feel like it's a good, it's, I feel good energy coming this way. New chapter, graduation time, gonna toss that cap. I never, I never tossed a cap. I was class of 2020 and my school was like an international school, different traditions. So we didn't have like a cap and gown, like that was never going to be the case. However, with 2020, I didn't even get a real graduation and I never got to toss a cap or have the whole shebang happen. So I am ready. I'm ready for that to happen this year and I'm very excited. And I wish you guys nothing but the best for this new week, new year. Love that 2024 set on a Monday, by the way. Obsessed with that. But I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, also... It's at Colopsia Pod on Instagram and TikTok and at Sydney Jotita, D-J-O-T-I-T-A on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Bye.